Shalom, Mishpocha. This is Sid Roth. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with a very supernatural guest. And now, here's your host for this program. It's supernatural television producer, Jackie Duval. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Matt Cruz. Matt has been evangelizing on the streets of Chicago and seeing miracles come as a result of his obedience to share his faith at all costs. Using Facebook and social media, his videos of witnessing and encouragement reached over 60 million people in less than one year, and doors have been opening for him to travel and share his radical faith all over the U.S. by co-founding the Rise Up Movement. Welcome, Matt. Hey, it's good to be here. Great to have you with us. And um, so you grew up in a Christian home, um, but for years you were just going through the motions um, and you had a plan to become a Marine, but those plans changed when you had an encounter at the age of 19. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was born and raised in church. Um, I'm the youngest of five. I have incredible parents um, who have, they've done a fantastic job of just sowing Jesus in my heart, all of my siblings' heart. And we, we were just heavily involved in ministry growing up um you know but i went to church but i still lived like the world i read the bible at sometimes but there was never change i like to tell people i was just a churchgoer not a disciple of jesus and that mm-hmm. there's a difference between being saved and jesus actually being lord of our life when he's our savior we have him um, but when he's our lord he has us and i had to figure that out when i was around 18 19 years old uh, so all the way up until that age just went through the motions. I loved God, but I just never nurtured my daily devotion with Him. I actually like to tell people I had enough of God in my life not to enjoy the world, but I also had enough of the world in my life not to enjoy God. And so I, I had this plan, just this passion in my heart to become a police officer and, and really to go to the Marines. It, it's military background, looks really good on a police record. So I had everything set, everything planned out for what I wanted to do to the day I was gonna retire. And at 18, I worked for this police department in my town, and um, I worked there for some time. It was an awesome experience. I had resigned uh, to enlist into the Marines to go to the reserves and then moved to Florida to become a cop. And when I resigned from the police department and I took the ASVAB test for the Marine Corps and I was training with Marines, I was, I was going with one of my good friends at the time. Uh, we had this whole plan to go together. And as I was in the process of enlisting and then going off to boot camp in San Diego, California, nothing was going right like everything was just falling apart it was as if it was just being blocked like for some reason i couldn't even get the score i wanted on the asap test took it again i mean it was just everything just was falling apart and i'm like you know what maybe this isn't for me um i really felt god tugging on my heart and i met this one guy at a church he was new there and we ended up hanging out together and he asked me if i worked out i said yeah we have a gym in our basement come on by i remember him coming and we're working out together, and he looked at me, and he told me, he said, I'm not looking for a workout partner. I'm looking for a prayer partner. <laughs> and I was pretty uh, I was pretty confused, and I was like, okay, you know, let's do it. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm like, let me actually do what I claim to believe. And so we started praying together, and one of those nights that we prayed, I radically encountered the Holy Spirit. And it, I mean, it forever marked my life. And I just, I've been burning for the Lord ever since. 
Um, you know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I like to tell people, when you taste Jesus, the rest of the world will lose its flavor. It was the greatest joy I ever experienced, the peace I was longing for, the joy I was longing for. My soul was satisfied for the first time ever, and uh, everything was just different. And I did exactly what I told my parents I'll never do after that encounter, which is to preach. Uh, I really, a uh, fire was ignited in my heart. A holy boldness was ignited in my heart, this courage to rise above everything that was holding me back. And I began to preach with power and authority. And it's been it's been like that ever since. Wow, that's amazing. And, and like you said, you went from enlisting into the Marines to enlisting in God's army. And tell me about some of the the miracles that you began to see after that encounter. Yeah, it's so funny because God has a way of of uh, turning things around for His good. You know, all things truly work together for the good to them who love Him, to those called according to His purpose. And you know, He said, "You, you thought you were going to listen to this army, but you're going to listen to My army." You know, you're not going to be in law enforcement; you're going to be in kingdom enforcement. You know, and uh, so I, after that encounter in my basement, um, I started going out on the streets of Chicago. I started going to in um, the stores of Walmart and different grocery stores. I actually. This pastor who's over the evangelism ministry at a church, it's called Salvation of Souls, and his name is Pastor Jermaine. Um, he took me under his wings, and he started mentoring me, and he said that the Lord highlighted me to him, and, you know, he saw the evangelistic anointing on my life, and I had no idea what any of that meant. Uh, I just remember him telling, inviting me over to his house one day, and we left, and we were at a Walmart. I didn't know what we were doing. I thought, honestly, I thought that he was grocery shopping for his house. <laughs> And he's casting out devils in the Walmart. He's laying his hands on the sick in the Walmart. People are manifesting. People are getting healed. And I'm, I'm just uncomfortable. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you can't do that here. And I've never seen that before. And he looked at me and he said, you're next. You're going to witness to the next person. And I was like, no, I'm not. And my heart just began to race. And he pushed me out of my comfort zone. And... I just remember as I talked to people, I was so nervous. Again, my heart was racing, and I just began to hear words of knowledge about the pain in, in, in people's bodies. I began to hear what, you know, just the heart of God for them. And I, I, I just, in a moment's notice, I would know about them and the life that they've been living. And I would just release whatever I was hearing, and they would just freak out. Uh, a lot of them, when I would tell them about the pain that they had in their body, they would get healed after I'd pray with them instantly. I remember one time this lady, she was deaf in uh, one of her ears, and I began to pray with her. And the more I began to pray, the more she would begin to hear. And she was so ecstatic. I mean, she would walk a little bit away from me, and I would begin to, you know, talk to her from that uh, that point. And she would be like, so excited. Man, I can hear better. I can hear better. And we kept praying until she just would, would hear, you know, fully. And it was just amazing. I mean, just the stories in Walmart. Uh, so many people getting healed. I remember before I, I was passing Walmart, and I felt like the Lord told me somebody there had a problem with their left knee. And so I turned around. I went to Walmart. I prayed before I went inside the store. And as I entered, I walked around, and I was in this aisle, and the first person I see is this lady on a wheelchair. Or she's like on the, uh, the electric carts. And I, I heard the Lord say, that's her. And so I approached her. I said, hey, do you have any pain by any chance in your left knee? She says, yes, I have arthritis in my knee, and she began to tell me what was going on, and I prayed with her, and she feels the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in her knee, and she said the pain 
completely shot out of her knee and she was healed in that moment. And just so many stories like that of people just getting radically healed and encountering the power of God. And, uh, and I just believe that that's what the Bible means when it says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And yeah, I just begin to uh, go to Walmart every day and just witness to people and see healing after healing, testimony after testimony, people from even different religions encountering the person of Jesus and coming to the knowledge of the truth. I mean, it was just incredible uh, what happens when you move beyond your boundaries and you actually witness to people. Wow, that's amazing. And tell me about that Muslim man that got saved in the grocery store. Yeah, I remember it was in 2017. I was hosting um, a revival conference uh, back home in Chicago at my home church. And when we completed the conference, uh, some guests that were in town, I was taking them to their hotel. And uh, on the way to the hotel, they asked to stop at Walmart. So uh, we pulled up to Walmart. It was right across the street from the hotel. And as we went in there, um, you know, I know from experience, every time I go into Walmart, God does something mighty, you know. And so I, I laid my hands on the shoulders of, of the guests that were walking in with me, and I prayed. I said, Lord, I thank you for divine appointments as we walk into the store. I ask that you would do what only you can do. Say what only you want to say. Well, flow through us with your power in Jesus' name. I remember praying that prayer, and I walked into Walmart, and I remember running into this Muslim man, and I approached him, and I just began preaching the gospel to him right there. And he's rejecting Jesus as the Son of God. You know, they don't believe that he's Savior of the world. They don't believe he died on the cross for our sins. They, they reject Jesus as who he says he is. And, and I just began um, sharing the heart of God with him. And, you know, he's rejecting it. And all of a sudden, i never forget this, I felt this breeze just sweep past us it was the wind of god it was literally the wind of the holy spirit it was him and i i mean i just felt this peace this you know something that just can't be explained but experienced in his eyes i mean we all felt it the guests that were with me i said my god did you guys feel that and that man went from rejecting jesus as a son of god to confessing Jesus as the Son of God. I mean, he just, his eyes got big. And I said, do you feel that? I said, that's God. When he shows up, everything changes. I said, I, I believe that this is your moment to get right with God. And he opened his hands, and he said to himself, whether he really knew what he was saying or not, he opened his mouth, and he confessed Jesus as the Son of God. I'll never forget that moment. And I believe it was a big seed planted in his heart. And uh, God really met that man right there uh, in the grocery store some lady she was an elderly lady she was walking past and i saw her and i said you have pain in your body she said yes i have pain in my neck very sweet lady i asked to pray with her and as i laid my hands on her neck i couldn't get one word out and she starts like screaming and i'm like are you okay she's like my neck is on fire right now it feels so hot and she lights up with a smile, and she says, the pain that I have been feeling is completely gone. Mm -hmm. She said, young man, I came here to get neck cream because of the pain that I was experiencing in my neck. And she told me uh, that she came here for that. And I said, you know what you're going to do now? She said, I'm going to put the neck cream right back on the shelf. And I was, we were praising God together. I mean, it was just glorious. And, and wow. what does God want to do with believers? who are willing, who are open. I mean, he wants to do so many things. If we begin to get out of our comfort zone and we just move with God, we move without hesitation. And I believe that if we open up our mouths and we, and we do that, 
uh, people are going to, they're going to, the result is they're going to be saved. They're going to be healed. We're carrying someone's miracle on the inside of us, and we need to release it. We can't let it stay inside. Wow, that's so powerful. And also, you recently had a tent meeting where people were being healed and delivered without anyone even praying for them, and this woman was healed of a paralyzed foot. Tell us about that. Yeah, I remember it was in Northern California. I had preached a message at this tent revival. We had the altar call. The service actually ended, and this lady comes up to me. She actually came straight to the tent revival from a doctor's appointment. She had the doctor's appointment. Like, she had the papers in her hand of what she was experiencing in her feet. She was paralyzed to a certain degree in her feet. She couldn't move around her toes. And I remember she came up to me, and the power of God flowed through her whole body from the top of her head down to the bottom of her feet. And she starts going crazy, jumping up and down, saying she could never do what she was doing before, bending over, dancing. And, I mean, we just had a Holy Ghost party right there in that moment, uh, in that spot under the tent. And she literally came to the revival from the doctor's office with the papers in her hand, with a paralyzed foot, and the power of God completely heals her. And now she's able to move and walk uh, in a way that she, she never had before. And, I mean, when, when God shows up, light enters darkness. Bodies, be, they can be healed. Souls can be saved. I mean, people really encounter the raw power of God, and they realize that He is the great physician and that He paid a high price for our healing. And by faith, we need to take hold of that. Uh, so, so many testimonies like that. I'm excited when I share them because I know that God is real and that, you know, Paul says, I don't come with wise or persuasive words or even intellectual sermons, but I come with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And because of testimonies like this and because of healings like that woman's foot, I believe the world out there is not looking for a new definition of Christianity. They're looking for a new demonstration mm-hmm. of Christianity. And so us as believers need to rise up and demonstrate the power and the love of God and see people get impacted when we do. Amen. So good. And you put together a five-part audio teaching series for us. Tell us a little bit about that and what it's going to do for our listeners. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. I'm going to be teaching on how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, how to receive that infilling of the Spirit of God, and how it can make you effective for the kingdom of God. It can make you an effective witness for Christ. Uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. So I want to teach on that, how to walk in signs, wonders, and miracles, uh, the importance of praying in tongues, uh, which is the perfect will of God. You're speaking in mysteries, how when you're praying in tongues, you're praying what God actually wants to do on the earth. Um, And so I want to teach on that. I want to talk about uh, how to win over your unsaved family members or those who have are backslidden. Um, I have effective prayers of how to pray for them, uh, for their heart to be open to the gospel. And that five CD set, I'm going to be teaching on how to have real encounters with God, how to have a strong devotion life, a message to lukewarm believers, how to break free from every bondage of the enemy, and uh, and just be catapulted into your destiny, and uh, and really live a life of fire. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I believe that there's the the CD set is really going to bless the the listeners, and I believe it's going to move them into all God has called them to do. It's going to provoke them to action, and uh, and they're finally going to live a life worthy of the calling they've received. That's amazing. Sounds so good. And um, you teach on how the key to walking in signs, wonders, and miracles 
is being baptized in the Holy Spirit and also being plugged into the power source. Um, teach a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that so many people need to realize that the encounter that we have with God isn't just something that happened to us, but it's something that can work through us. So our experience with the Holy Spirit, it wasn't just for our personal blessing, but it actually empowers us to be a blessing to other people. So in other words, we've encountered the power of the Holy Spirit to become an encounter of the Holy Spirit. We've been filled up to be poured out. And people need to realize that in order to be effective, we have to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I often tell people that there is an experience that happens after salvation called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what that is, is it's a promise of the Father for every believer to be endued with power, to be clothed with power, so that they can be witnesses for God. They can do what God called them to do effectively. It wasn't until that encounter in my basement with the Holy Spirit that I would begin to be effective for the kingdom of God. Because I grew up in church my whole life. I'm a PK. I'm a pastor's kid. I've seen miracles. I've tasted and seen that God is good. I've experienced the goodness of God for myself. But it wasn't until I got baptized in the Holy Spirit that I began to see clearly, that I began to witness with power, with authority, with accuracy, unashamedly. And I think that the Holy Spirit is truly our power source to live for God. And, uh, and I really believe that in order for us to fulfill the mission that Jesus has given the church, the power and the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a complete necessity. And, uh, and when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you just receive this boldness, this courage, this fire, this authority to witness for God. To, you, it's like an, it's a, a fresh anointing that enables you to minister for the Lord beyond your natural capabilities. And that's the answer right there for those who want to do what God has called them to do effectively. You, you are now enabled to do what you can't do by yourself. And, uh, and so I'm excited about even in, in that CD set. I really believe it's going to bless people. Uh, and this promise of the Holy Spirit is available for every believer. The Bible says it's for those who are for all who are far off, for your brothers, for your sisters. And, and He desires to give it to us. He desires to empower us and really for us to walk in power to witness and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, uh, and I believe that when we, when we experience that, we can go out and we can lay hands on the sick and actually see them recover. We can raise, we've got the power to raise the dead. We've got the power to cast out devils and drive them out in the name of Jesus. And so when we get baptized, man, we are immersed and covered with power, and we can actually witness with power for the first time. I believe, and, and those who are believers, if, they, if they've been living a life you know, um, in Christ, as a Christian, and they haven't walked in power yet, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can walk in power. You can really experience some things that you haven't experienced before you got baptized. When we're saved, the Holy Spirit places us into the body of Christ. That's called the, you know, the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. He places us into the body of Christ. He makes his home inside of us. He dwells within our spirit. But the experience after salvation, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that work is referred to as the empowering work of the Holy Spirit. And when God empowers us, we can be effective. Wow, that's so good. And there's some that are listening that um, feel like they have been lukewarm and just going through the motions of Christianity, and especially a lot of young people these days. Um, besides the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how can they get on fire for Jesus again and cultivate a heart that's on fire? 
Yeah, I would say it all starts with getting into the presence of God. David said, in, in his presence is the fullness of joy. You know, he said, Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And I think that the keys are, you know, we need to not neglect the Word. We need to make the Word of God a treasure in our hearts and allow the Word to become the compass that we rely on for direction. We need to have a heart of thanksgiving. But there's something that happens when you thank God for everything in your life. I often ask people this question. I say, what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you thanked God for yesterday? Mm. You know, and, and if we get into the place where we repent of our sin, see, that's, that's why people have lost their fire. That's why their passion you know, has waned out, their light has dimmed, is because they're, they, they have unconfessed sin in their life. And when you repent of your sin, see, there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. Right. Condemnation causes shame. Conviction causes repentance. And I believe that the devil wants to keep people in the cycle of sin so that they don't experience a fire in their heart that burns for the gospel, that burns for the things of God. And he tries to condemn us for the purpose of separation. But the Holy Spirit convicts us for the purpose of restoration. See, the devil, he wants to separate us from God. He wants, to re- he wants us to lose that fellowship with God. But praise God for conviction because it is truly an invitation from God to restore fellowship back with him. And I think that if people want to fire for the Lord and they want to cultivate it, they've got to not neglect the word. Have a heart of thanksgiving. Live a lifestyle of repentance. Stand firm on the Word of God, that it does not matter what season they're in in life, that God is still the same. He's unchangeable. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we need to go back to our first love, that when Jesus is centered and supreme in our life, everything can flow. But when He's not, everything shifts out of orbit. Everything, you know, it falls apart. And I believe that nine times out of ten, Jackie, people fall away falling away begins with a neglect of private prayer Hmm. when people uh, spend less time with god and more time pleasing their flesh they begin to drift away from um just the things of god and you know people ask me how can i have a um a life of prayer why is prayer so important and i say because life without prayer has words but no power Hmm. you know if we really want to cultivate a heart on fire for god We've got to live in the presence of God. We've got to live in the Spirit. And when you live in the Spirit, you begin to hate the things that you're tempted with. Wow. That's so good. And um, now, I was talking to you the the other day, and you said that um, God is giving America the biggest altar call in history, and he's also exposing idols. Explain a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that if we look at everything going on in the world right now, if you look at all the stuff that's being shared on the news, on social media, there's so much corruption uh, taking place. And and I believe that these are obviously birth pains. You know, a, a lot of things in, in, in the Word of God is coming to pass right now. Prophecies are being fulfilled. And I believe that God is giving America the biggest altar call right now in history, that this is the moment. There's no greater moment than today to get right with God, than, than to put our trust in Him and turn our eyes to Him and and our faith to Him. Uh, God desires for all of us to know Him. He desires for all of us to be saved and to receive the free gift of salvation and and to really realize that it was the death of Jesus on the cross that sufficiently provided for our redemption, that it was His shed blood 
that affected our own cleansing from sin. And as he hung there on the cross, he took the sin burden of the, of the whole human race upon himself. And the Bible says that he became sin for us, that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And I think that he's allowing people to see this, the truth of the word of God. You know, everything that's going on, I mean, if you look at it in 2020, this pandemic with this virus, you know, people are wondering now, oh my gosh, they have this fear, you know, what's going to happen when I die? And people are turning to God. I mean, by the thousands, by the million, people are turning to, to Jesus. They want truth. They want the real power of God. And I believe that because God really used this pandemic and because everything that's going on in the world, he's exposing the idols in our life. He's exposing everything that has preeminence over, over him. He's exposing everything that sat on the throne of a heart, everything that's not of God, that, that took that place that he wants to take, that he deserves. He exposed, he's been exposing it. And, and, uh, and I believe that, that really the pandemic showed us that, you know, that we need to get right with God. It really exposed who has a strong relationship with God and who doesn't. You know, churches have closed down. People can't rely on man any longer, on, on you know, the pastor's sermon. Now they have to actually develop an appetite for themselves to spend time with God. Now, and I believe that even quarantine was a time, you know, where people were probably like, man, I've never been this locked in my house before. And I believe God is saying, you've never been this locked into me before. Hmm. And that's what it is. He's exposing everything that isn't of him. And, and because he desires for us to experience true peace and allow him to sit in the driver's seat of our life and really just let him have his way. Because when God is in control, nothing's ever out of control. Hmm. Wow, that's, that's so good. And also, we have a little bit more time left. Can you share um, just a few stories of... Um, Uber drivers and taxi drivers and just different people that that you've seen either get filled with the spirit or saved or healed. Yeah, I remember one time I was on the way back home from ministering in a different state, and my I, I didn't have a ride anymore. I think I landed at a mid. It was Wednesday, so we had midweek service at our church. So usually my cousin who picks me up and other people pick me up, they're at church. So I, I didn't have a ride. So I got an Uber home, and I remember getting into the Uber. And it was a Muslim woman. And as she was taking me home, you know, I was asking her about her life, how long she's been driving Uber, you know, just breaking the ice. And as we were talking, I asked her if she had, if she had any pain in her body. Uh, I began sharing the gospel with her. And she looked back, and uh, I was sitting in the back seat, and, and she said, yes. And she looked at me like, how do you know that? You know, and I said, well, Jesus lives on the inside. I began to ask her if she had pain in a certain part of her body. I said, Jesus lives in me, and he desires to heal you. He knows everything. He's, he thought about you long before you ever thought about him. He knows all the number of hairs on your head. His thoughts about you are more than every grain of sand in the world. I mean, I'm telling this lady who's driving me home that God can look at a million people, yet she's the only one he sees. And she's, I mean, she's hearing me just amazed. And I began praying for her, for the pain that was in her body to just, you know, be healed and um, as she, she was pulling up to my house at this, at this point where I started praying for her, and she parks by my mailbox, and she looks to me in the back seat. And, I mean, the pain completely left her body. She, she experiences the power of Jesus. And these are the words she said to me. She said, like three times she repeated it. She was like, Jesus is big. Hmm. She's like, Jesus is so big. He is so big. And she was just filled with excitement. 
And she began to tell me how she's a Muslim woman and a lot of her friends are Christian and they've been talking to her about Jesus, but she's never surrendered her life to him. And I said, ma'am, your friend planted the seed in you and I am here just watering that seed. And I believe this is the moment God's going to bring the increase. I said, this is a divine appointment. What is the divine appointment? It is an arrangement. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He arranges a meeting between a soul winner and a sinner. Somebody who knows God and somebody who doesn't know God. Somebody who follows Jesus and somebody who may have used to know him but has gone astray. And that was a divine appointment. And that lady surrendered her whole life to Jesus. I mean, it was it was wow. so powerful. Uh, just the fact that I didn't have a ride any longer and I had an Uber home. And my driver was a, a woman who needed to hear the gospel, a woman who needed to get be healed. And just witnessing to her and praying for her, God heals her body, and she completely surrenders her life to him. I mean, it, it was just amazing. Wow, that's amazing. And um, we just have a little bit of time left, so if you can just uh, um, pray just whatever the Lord is showing you over our listeners. Yeah, I want to pray for those uh, listening to this right now. I want to say that God created you for purpose, by purpose, and on purpose. And you have a call on your life, and people are waiting on what God has called you to do. They're waiting on your immediate obedience. And I've learned in my life that my comfort can kill someone else's encounter. Me staying in my, I can, we can be the determining factor of somebody spending an eternity in heaven or an eternity in hell. And I want to tell you today, those listening, that God is for you and that you're never too lost to be saved. You're not too broken for God to fix. You're not too far for God to reach. You're not too guilty for God to forgive you. And I want to tell you today, rise up, rise above apathy, rise above complacency, rise above compromise, and let God have his way in your heart. He wants to change you from the inside out. And I believe that the times that we're living in now, that the time is short. Jesus is coming back again soon. And I believe that what typically takes five years, he's doing in three. What typically takes three, he's doing in a year and a half. And I believe that this is your moment to finally move into what God has called you to do. The Great Commission, friend, is not a great suggestion. Jesus expects us to rise up. And and I believe that this is your moment. So I want to pray with you that God would mark your life with boldness and courage and that he would give you eyes to see and ears to hear. So I want to pray with you today, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I thank you for every viewer, every listener that is hearing this right now. I ask God that your voice would become the loudest one they hear. It would be the one that they're most sensitive to. I ask, Lord, that you would give them eyes to see what you want them to see. You would anoint their ears to hear, and that, God, their gaze would be set upon you. You say in your word that you give perfect peace to those who keep their eyes on you. And I ask, God, that you would mark them with a holy boldness that, God, you would stir within them the desire for purity, the desire for holiness and intimacy with you, that they would walk in greater boldness because of you empowering them for your service. I ask in Jesus' name that you would set a fire in the heart of those listening right now. God, that you would set a fire in their soul that they cannot contain or they can control. I ask Jesus that you would give them uh, a desire to win the lost, that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. God, that favor would surround them like a shield, and that, Lord, they would begin to walk with you, and that, God, you would release a hunger 
for your word, a hunger for your presence, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Matt Cruz. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get the special resource. Matt Cruz wants to teach you how to live in victory every day. In his brand new and exclusive five-part audio teaching series, Empowered for Victory, you will learn about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in these last days. Matt will pray for you to be so filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit. You'll also learn how to pray for unsaved family members and believe for the prodigals to come home, to return. Matt also includes teaching on how to have encounters with God and live a life on fire with the fire of Jesus. Call now for Matt Cruz's brand new and exclusive five-part audio teaching series, Empowered for Victory, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 3774. Once again, that's offer number 3774.